Welcome to Every Album Ever with Mike and Alex. My name is Michael Mansoor. I'm joined as always by my lovely, wonderful, handsome co-host Alexander Holtz. Say hello. Hello. And today we are talking about... Husker do's, Husker don'ts. Mostly Husker do's. <laughs> this is Every Album Ever, the podcast where we listen to every single album in the world, one artist at a time. That is a new discography, uh, or as much of it as we possibly can per episode. Uh, and uh, if you uh, like us, you want to support us, you want to share, you want to tell a friend, do all that. You can uh, email us just artist suggestions if you want to hear us bicker and fight. Uh, or you just want to say you like us, please say you like us. Don't say, you don't have to, I'm kidding, you don't have to say you like us. Uh, send everything you want to everyalbumever.gmail.com. Uh, I don't know. That pretty much, that's really, I don't know. That's about it. That's about, uh, that's about it. And, yeah, uh, that's all we ask. If you want to follow Alex and uh, me or Alex on Instagram, you can do that for me at Pope Jesse Ventura. Alex at mother puncture. And if you want to, if you're interested in hearing my own music, uh, because I talk so much shit about other people's music, you can talk shit about mine. I, that's at pander monkey, P A N D E R monkey, like the monkey. Oh, I got that out of the way as quickly as I possibly. Oh, no, wait, no playlist. Who's going to do playlist on Spotify that we oh, put that's together. Right. That's right. You can find a link in the description of wherever you're listening or watching or at every There's a playlist associated with every episode that we've done. So please uh, do that if you are interested in the things that we like and talk about. In the, I mean, you're if you're listening to this, you're probably interested in the artist we're talking about. I don't think we're that charismatic that you just listen to. An I don't artist know. You don't care about, but just to hear us <laughs> complain I, about it. I don't know. That one guy reacted to us in real time. So. Fuck yeah, <laughs> we got some amazing fans <laughs> and haters. I'm I'm uh, equally flattered by both, honestly. But uh, who's gonna do? Husker Du, uh, I have been a fan of Husker Du since I was about 12, 13, mm -hmm. something like that. Uh, and I've, I've already heard, I think, all their albums except one going okay. in. It's just been like 15 years since I've heard it. So it was almost, not fresh ears, but it was mm -hmm. a lot of people was like, oh, wow, I forgot that song, song existed. That sucks. But also, I like this band a lot. I like this band a lot. I okay, so very similar uh, uh -huh. to the replacements where uh, they're from Minnesota. Yeah, and uh, that is episode twenty seven, I believe. And yeah, I've only listened to one album, and I just wanted to hear more. Right. Uh, I think they're okay. Oh God damn it, Alex! God damn it, Alex! I no was, no, how dare you? Uh, I was really hoping you. I was like, man, Mike's gonna have to carry this podcast because, like, are you that lukewarm? Like, I can acknowledge what they did for rock music and indie music and alternative and punk. I can all these genres you're naming all genres. Look at genre I, definers. That's who they I like. can appreciate what they did. I understand what they did, but at the end of the day, I don't like you, Alex. Yeah. And you've upset me once again. Yeah. I really like this band. <laughs> I've, I've been I wanted to really like, uh, I wanted to. That's see, that's more heartbreaking because you're not a hater. Yeah. That's, it's, it's more insulting when you're, you're like going in open-minded and you want to enjoy and you, you appreciate them, but you just don't like them. That's way more insulting. Way more insulting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this more on the Husker don't side for me. Like uh, ha, ha, ha. At, the, at the end. Uh huh. I'm like, you know, I'd probably be content with like a best of album. I, I am I'm seething <laughs> with rage, seething with rage. So Husker Du, uh, they 
like he briefly touched touched upon, they pioneered a bunch of shit. They started out as a hardcore punk band. Um, first album, uh, 1982. Last album, 1987. So they were, they spanned the entire hardcore scene. And a little bit after, uh, they liked the replacements, who we're going to keep mentioning a lot because they're kind of like sister bands. As uh, well, as uh, I said this last time, that, uh, you know, I feel like it's come full circle. We did... We're doing the two Minnesota punk bands and then continuing our SST yeah. record label adventures. SST records started by Greg Ginn and Black Flag. Uh, they were real important in the hooker scene. You know, obviously putting out all the Black Flag records, Minuteman, uh, Husker Du. Uh, there's like a million that I'm forgetting. I used to, man, I used to be just a fucking nerd with I punk. I think uh, Sonic Youth was on there. Really? Um St. Vitus, and then there's another big one I'm leaving out. Because I was such a nerd in my teens from the hardcore scene that I would know every band on every indie label. Like, because mm-hmm. I know I, that, I used to do that too, but yeah. now it's this like I know because I know who's going to start on Reflex. I think Reflex was even smaller. I well, yeah, that. that was Mike Watt. That was Mike Watts. Well, that's what I read. I guess we'll wait mm-hmm. till we yeah. talk about uh, the record. So. They did seven albums, but we're going to be doing one, talking about one EP as well. That is the Metal Circus EP, which I think is, it's pretty important. And And one album that should be an EP. But it's, it's an album. (laughs) God damn it. It's an, it's an album. It's, if you, we'll talk about it in a second, but if you go on Apple Music or Spotify, it's going to say it's an EP. It's fucking not. It's an album. God damn it. Things were, times were different. Uh, But anyway, uh, backstory of the band. Uh, yeah, they, uh, I believe Bob Mole met Grant Hart in college Mm -hmm. and, uh, he was like, Hey, you play guitar. He's like, I play guitar. Bob Mole, the singer guitarist, Grant Hart, drummer, and also vocalist. Also vocalist. Yeah. And then he's, uh, I believe Grant also worked at like a record store and he's like, I know a bassist who happens to work at a different record store. Mm. And uh, their love... That was a Mr. Greg Norton, I believe. Yes. And their love of music and uh, amphetamine, this uh, bought them together. Amphetamine. Yeah. Oh, lovely. It's a beautiful start. As speed. As as speed. Yes, absolutely. As the kids call it, speed. I guess amphetamine was like the drug of choice in Minnesota because then you have amphetamine reptile records. Oh, yeah. AMRAP. Well, they shortened it to AMRAP. Yeah. (laughs) also based yeah it must have Wait, been like, i didn't know that was minneapolis yeah wait did you say minnesota or minneapolis i may have just fabricated it's minneapolis. the same thing <laughs> yeah uh, it's the same thing Fed reptile is uh they're known for a lot of noise rock bands oh, great so good great label amazing label yeah. that is where we can think uh we can thank them for the cows halo flies not the alice cooper song but the band that's uh, uh one of the few, like, if I've never heard of the band, but I see it's on Amphetamine Reptile, I'll just buy it. That's one of the, yeah, it's like a Discord Records or, mm-hmm. or Touch and Go. Like, yeah. just labels that are known for just having solid bands uh, that haven't put out a new band in, like, 30 years. Yep. Yeah. But go on, go on, go on. Uh, So, yeah, they this uh, started playing music, and uh, I think they used, uh, was it? Was it Thrash Theory? I was watching the Thrash Theory on Husker Do. And uh, they used to have a keyboard player. And during one of the gigs, they just like unplugged him. Really? 
Yeah. And like they were practicing one day without him and they just thought they sounded better. And then so like their way of kicking him out was uh, midway through a gig, just unplugging him and playing. That's so assholes. Fucking, that's so mean. Assholes. Out devastating i would be very upset i i'm i hope that guy's doing okay <laughs> these days but man like i said i've been listening to them for a very long time uh i was introduced to them when i was still mostly into hardcore like i wasn't that open-minded when i was really into hardcore i was like mm-hmm. it, it was faster the better i don't want to hear anything else and then i'm introduced to fucking the oh, behind us in arcade and that's a little little it's hard to absorb that when you're not ready to absorb that but it eventually became a very pr- prominent album in my life the band uh every album i mean about most of their albums i think i was listening to quite a bit uh but like i said it's just it's one of those things like they the Huskudu has a very definitive sound they 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 sound like themselves if you don't like even a little bit of it yep you move on you need to move on also i should say Got the name from a board game, Husker Du, and that means "Do you know?" in Norwegian and Danish. Our our friend, our Norwegian friend Hawk said, "It's Do you remember?" Oh no, he's right. Is he right? He's right. I fucked up. I misspoke. Okay, I only remember that because it blew my fucking mind that I I've not known what it meant for my entire life. And I was like, "Oh yeah, he's Norwegian. That makes sense. He's probably not lying to me." No, yeah. he's not. He's correct. It's a great name. And it's really told me that fucking blew my mind. That's it. That's it. I, I believe they did it to like stand out from like the stereotypical like punk names. Like, and you know another band that that did that uh, obnoxiously, more obnoxiously, in my opinion, was Decroitzen. I've never. You know, it's spelled Decroitzen. <laughs> it, it, it's it's Decroitzen. It's a. It means the to the cross or to intersect in German or something. They. You haven't heard Decroitzen. I'm not. Man, they they started out as hardcore, real good hardcore, and then went into like indie territory, and then they became like the one of the most influential indie band or like a noise noise rock indie kind of band. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't care for most of their stuff, but I really love their early stuff. Um, I have to do some reading, yeah, yeah. maybe some listening. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, anyway, let's uh, let's jump into it. So we're gonna go. Way early in the hardcore scene, this is 1982 Land Speed Record. Probably the, one of the worst sounding things we've played. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Or as bad as it sounds, it's not as bad as that live Minutemen album. Oh, not even close. Yeah, this is listenable. I would say this is this for a live punk album. This sounds better than the vast majority, and that's that is not that big of a compliment. Yeah. Okay, let's lower that shit because okay, bold and probably uh, entirely because of finances that their first album is. A live album, a hardcore punk live album. Worst ideas, the one of the worst ideas. Yeah, and then the the titles like a double entendre for like how fast they're playing, as well as like their love of speed. They are speedheads. Uh, it's a man. It's 
great hardcore. It's fucking great hardcore. The songwriting is already there. They're already really good, but it sounds like dick. It's, it's p- live punk albums are just the worst yeah, idea. There's no way to do a, a good one. And this is d- double worse because all of the songs are split into two tracks on streaming and CD, mm-hmm. like, like a record. So they didn't, they didn't separate <laughs> them by songs. Like every other musical act in the existence. Uh, and, so, so, so we're not going to be like jumping around to songs because they're literally over the court. The entire album is in two tracks. Yeah. Fucking annoying. And I, I bought this album as a, as a, as a teenager, as I really liked it. And, uh, th- that fact, that fact pissed me off so much. The fact that it was in two <laughs> tracks that I had to illegally download a version where it was already split up into songs just so I could listen to it. Uh, without. Yeah. It's annoying. It's not ideal. It's, I mean, <laughs> All the songs kind of just blend They're, together anyways. They blend together. There's no uh there's no breaks in between each song. Every it, time they finish a song, you hear the count off with the, the drumsticks for the next one mm-hmm. immediately. Immediately. Uh it's I was I was not ready for uh like my limited knowledge of Husker Do. I yeah. was not like ready for, for this, this album. And I was like, whoa. It like it reminds me of uh, when you're like trying to play fast, but you can't really do it, so it's like sloppy. Thing is, that's it sounds like that, but they they can, and we'll hear that on the next album where it's a studio album. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can do it, but it just punk live shows were not a thing of uh with not a thing uh with a lot of finesse. Mm-hmm. It was mostly people getting punched in the face, mostly the band members themselves, <laughs> and. It sounds that way. It sounds exactly like that. Unfortunately for this album, the songs are fucking great. Like I like basically all of the songs individually. I just, couldn't. I couldn't tell you. you really? You could. <laughs> so they have an amazing cover of the Gilligan's Island theme. That's right. It's fucking I saw that awesome. On that. Fantastic. It's it's very yeah. well done. Uh, the this is like so lazy on my part. The closing song, mm-hmm. Data Control or Data Control. Yeah. It's like a metal song. And it's like really repetitive and it's really long and it's like way slower than the rest of them, which is, it's still fast, but compared to the rest of them, uh, and it doesn't sound like any song they've ever done ever since. Uh, it's really heavy, really, I don't know, dark sounding, I guess. It, uh, hmm? it, it's not an e- EP for uh, Faint of Heart. No, it is an album too. Oh, okay. call it, well, on Apple Music and Spotify, it'll say it's under the EP section. It's an album. It was released as an album. It's they refer to it as an album. It says their first album. Mm-hmm. It just happens to be live and twenty seven minutes. Yep. Also twenty seven minutes. That's that's long enough to be an album. There's Seventeen songs, twenty seven minutes. Yeah. Let's do this. Exactly. Just because it has two tracks. Yes. Uh, which is still annoying me, but I like it. I like. I think it's was actually my favorite as a as a teenager because I was I could so, see that I was so obsessed with hardcore and it was yeah. so raw. Uh, and we're not going to butcher anybody's ears by putting on samples because it, it, it sounds like, it's, but you listen to this song your own goddamn yeah. time. But you think about other, other live punk albums like, uh, Misfits Evil Live or, uh, Live in 84 or Live 84 from Black Flag. Yeah. They all sound way worse than this. Okay. They all sound That's much fair. worse. Yeah. That is fair. Cause it's listenable. It's just insanely fucking fast. Insanely fast. It's. But the songs are good, though. They're interesting <laughs> songs that are just played too fast, recorded sloppily, or recorded 
I mean, he was performed sloppily, mm-hmm. but recorded how it was performed. Uh, it's as good as it's going to get. Yeah. I mean, that's it's it's an unfair situation. I wish they could have afforded to record it. I'm assuming. I'm just assuming yeah, that yeah. they couldn't afford. Yeah, it was done cheaply, and then Mike Watt on his record label put it out, and mm-hmm. then SST did the the reissues right. at a certain point. So, I really, so it's funny that they knew like Mike Watt, but couldn't get on SST for whatever reason. Maybe maybe it's because like touring situation. I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Everyone was a uh, was sort of uh, breeding with each other in those days. This band is like a workhorse too. Like they fucking mm. well, they were constantly lo- recording and touring, and um, I believe they had a theory of like testing out songs live. Yeah, I believe in the same theory. I do the same thing. Yeah. yeah. So like they would, if you went to go see them on one album. They were like already on to the next. Yeah, yeah, that's very cool. It's annoying for fans, mm-hmm. but I, I I really respect that. Uh, I I really wish these songs were re-recorded in the studio because they're yeah. good songs. They're all real good songs. It's just really abrasive to listen to. Mm-hmm. And I can't I, I can't recommend non-hardcore enthusiasts <laughs> enthusiasts listen to this because no one can. <laughs> I, I'm like exactly. I they're it's a, it's a bummer, man. They're good fucking songs. But anyway, let's move on. Where are we at? Maybe someone should like uh, George Lucas them clean them up. Uh, you know, maybe. You know, uh, 1983, everything falls apart. This is much better. Much better. We got a studio. I do like this song a lot. Good song. It's still hardcore, but they're already doing more than hardcore does. Just by this drum line. And I know the, the goal clearly isn't to be as fast as possible anymore. And to me, yeah, the album's still really fucking fast. Yeah, like, it is. Alright, so this is the first uh, studio album. <laughs> and I think it's real cool. I also like this one a lot yeah. from someone who uh, said they were the, I'd this be good with a compilation. This is a uh, nice little, little album. Uh, it's 19 minutes of your time. Uh, super fun. If you like punk music, um, more cohesive. Yep. Uh, when they're playing fast, it doesn't sound like they're becoming undone. And, uh, yeah, like the uh, cover of uh, Sunshine Superman. So good. I don't even remember it. God damn it. <laughs> he had one job. One Listen to the album. Fucking job. <laughs> or right. know the cover. So this uh, cover by uh, Donovan originally. And this is the Husker Du version. Oh, it goes snaps. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like. It almost makes more sense to me this way than the original song. Yeah, it worked real well. It's still sloppy, but like, it's almost like, it's this weird thing with punk bands where you know they're playing it right, you know they know how to play it, you know they're talented, it just Mm -hmm. seems shitty. Mm -hmm. I love that. (laughs) I uh, also enjoyed Wheels. I thought that was a great, fun guitar riff kind of reminiscent of the wipers and even though the wipers were probably 
yeah. like their peers. So uh, Whoppers are a little, little earlier. Yeah. And then uh, I don't think I'll ever say this about any other song, but the song Gravity. That's a that's a fun, great little drum beat right there. Put it on. Put on that motherfucker right there. Yeah, every other song is just going to be so fast that I I like the beats aren't too innovative, but okay. This is a groovy. Yeah. Yeah, we're putting on, we're, we're putting on mostly the the non obvious hardcore tracks, but. Even, like most of it is still hardcore, as hardcore as you can get, but it's already more adventurous than the vast majority of the peers. Uh, like, what song is it? Blah blah blah. Yeah, that song has like a very subtle uh, time signature change in like the chorus, and then later on it has a full key signature. It changes keys. Mm-hmm. Uh, things that hardcore bands never did, never fucking did, because they couldn't play for one. And then also, it didn't like for a lot of hardcore bands. There, like music was secondary. It was mostly the scene and the energy and mm-hmm. the aggression. These guys are musicians. They can cl- all all they can clearly play. Uh, but I don't know. It's it's. I found the songs individually to be less interesting to me. Or, um, not interesting. I like the songs less than the first album. Okay. They're more interesting. They're better performed. Way better recorded. Mm-hmm. Overall, it is a significantly better album. I just. It just makes me wish the first album had a better had better treatment. That's all this yeah. album does for me. Because like, yeah. there's still full hardcore here. There's mm-hmm. still fully hardcore. <sighs> but they're 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 already they're already getting more advanced. They're already venturing out. Uh, I'm surprised how quickly too. Like, it, it, they it, move at again starting off with land speed record. They they move at yeah. a breakneck speed. And the fact that like, okay, we, we did the fast hardcore. Well, now we're doing something else. I mean, within the same, uh, I don't want to say the same scene because it's obviously the same scene, but like a year later, that's like, yeah. And like, it's not really, it's more of like an apples to oranges thing, but I was, uh, kind of thinking about like the way like deaf, uh, the deaf tones have like changed over the years. Yeah. And it's it's not like a bad thing, but like they've taken like a while to to no pun intended to change. Uh, And then so, yeah, to see a band like this do it in like nine minute. Yeah. Yeah. Like every album and this it's it's pretty crazy. I'm not suggesting bands do it. It's just fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah. If it happens organically uh, at that speed, that's. Not very common, but okay. We're on to the one EP we're talking about. This is the same year, 1983. This is Metal Circus. This to me is like the trademark Husker Do sound. Good, yeah, yeah. This is this is Husker Do. Yeah. Uh, get real comfortable with those vocals and that guitar sound because it's going to be for the next like six albums. What a <laughs> What a gnarly guitar sound to be like, okay, that's it. Yeah, that's, that's the one. That's the yeah. one. So fuzzy, so buzzy. And his voice. Oh. That's so funny. Like, you picture, like, like a Rollins, like a Rollins guy, or, uh, 
or like a dancing guy singing like that. But Bob Mould is this the most unassuming bland white guy ever with the craziest voice. I mean, from Minnesota, it's pretty unassuming. Yeah, yeah. he's actually from upstate New York. Fucking liar! Oh, sorry. <laughs> went to uh, he went to school in Minnesota, and I believe he's like he stayed there ever mm. since. Mm. So he he's a adopted son. Ah, so. He, Thing about Mold's voice, uh, so he's as you heard, he's screaming now. But <laughs> I mean, he's always been screaming, but his his scream now has now become really distinct. It's like the way I describe his scream is like if you turned up all the bass on white noise. Mm-hmm. That's what, and it's. I wouldn't know how to mimic his voice. I wouldn't know how like. And this, you're a man who's not afraid. I to will. Mimic. I will mimic anyone I possibly <laughs> fucking can. I, I couldn't I couldn't do his. There's no way. Uh, it's I, it's a it's a very strange scream. It doesn't even sound like a human. It sounds fake. <laughs> it's, man, it's cool. I'm not a singer, but I feel like if I had some private time, maybe I could. Yeah, just like yeah, just psych yourself up in the mirror. Yeah, screaming at you. Uh, and the guitar tone, like we were saying, it's super fuzzy. And the the production on this EP is the one they stuck with for a long time. Uh, and then we. This like everything on SST is pretty much spot again. We've talked about mm. spot a hundred times, hundred times. We'll probably spots talk. a very important guy in the, in the LA hardcore scene. Yep. Very uh, guy. And so, uh, yeah, he's uh, just as much as a, a punk rock legend as all the bands. Oh yeah. He's yeah, produced. Sure. He's a, uh, he's uh, the Quincy Jones of, of LA <laughs> hardcore. Uh, so th- this EP is it's still technically hardcore, but mm. they're already their songwriting is already way above. They're, these are real interesting, intricate songs. Mm-hmm. Happen to be, happen to be fast. I wrote that uh, it's not funny anymore. That's probably like the first song yep. where we're not being screamed at. It's like it's a uh, it's straight up indie. It's mm-hmm. straight up indie, and I, I really dig those uh those guitar harmonics in the chorus. It's really they're really well done. This subtle. is subtle. This is, and even though I enjoyed it because it's it's short. This is the uh, uh where I realized I might have some problems because I listened to it and then I was reading about how much people love Diane. That's you don't like Diane. I'm okay with it. I don't. It's heartbreaking and wonderful, Alex. I lo- I I get the song. Diane, Diane, <laughs> Diane, Diane. Come on, how did I this- love that? I don't know. I don't know. This doesn't connect to me. Uh, and again, like I get why it was like groundbreaking because um, there's this whole thing with Husker do where it's uh, introspective versus outward or just the punk scene. It's always like you did me wrong or like jealous again. Or, yeah. Uh, it's always about, about me. But Diane, that was the first time where it was about someone else. Mm. Not maybe not the first, but you know, it, it got them the college radio airplay. Yeah, that's sought after sweet college radio airplay. Yeah. Um, I I like it. I think most people would like it. Most people do like I, it. Exactly. So you're wrong. Yeah, I am wrong. wrong. Fuck, you're talking about. I'm gonna own it because you know, if I'm not gonna conform. <laughs> As, as you shouldn't, you piece of shit. It's a great EP. I really like this EP. I remember it, I remember it a lot uh, when I was younger. I listened to it a lot. Um, like even those opening seconds when I first put it on, I was like, oh, I, mm. remember, ooh, I remember this. 
That's fucking exciting. I, I think it's good. It's super short. Obviously, it's an EP. Um, and interestingly, interestingly enough, Who's Could Do was not a band in the hardcore scene that put out a million EPs like most of them. Uh, it was re- they were really like an album band. Yeah, I think because uh, they this admire like they didn't shun away classic rock mm-hmm. like most punk bands don't. We've talked about like Minutemen yeah. and the replacements like I don't know all these like crazy punk bands just like music they're not like purists in any sense the purists were usually the ones with shitty bands right and that's not even like a jab or trying to make a joke like that's just how it was because it's it's too um incestuous that way absolutely and that that goes for all genres, all walks of life. If, if you're influenced by one genre, you suck. And mm. that's not saying you're a bad person. It means you got nothing to pull from ex- yep. except things that already exist. Um, this is a little off topic, but man, like as, if you're a musician, you know, the worst question in the world that, that, that to be asked is, Oh, what kind of music do you play? Mm-hmm. Fucking hate, I hate that because while technically any kind of music can be defined in some f- fucking jumble of words or another, uh, if you're trying to sound like a thing, then you fuck did your waste. Did you're not even a musician to me, dude? Like, cause if it exists, then it exists. I'm not, mm. I don't want to play something that exists. Uh, I'm influenced by this and the shit that I'm wearing. And also <laughs> fucking the Commodores. Like it's all music, dude. I want to play something that sounds good. It doesn't have yeah. to. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I, I think that is important. Um, it's kind of like a business standpoint, like whether you're running a business or a band or anything, like why should people listen to your band? Yeah. If it's you, all marketing. Yeah. Yeah. If you sound like Metallica, why should I listen to your band instead of Metallica? And the catch 22 is that if you can't name someone you sound like, then they're not going to trust that you're going to pro- they'll profit off of you. Yeah. So it's, I sound like no one, but also sound like this thing that you like that will get you to purchase me. Essentially, it's ridiculous. It's so stupid. And that's I why I'm comfortable being poor. It, I don't mind comparing bands because it's kind of like a, a crock pot where you just take a little bit of everything yeah. and you, you yeah. stew it together. The the part of the, about that that I don't like is when all of your your entire crock pot is full of things no one's ever heard of. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, like, it, it means nothing. It makes you look like a genius. Like, um, like Chris Novoselic and Dave Grohl were like, nothing we're doing is new. We're just ripping off the Pixies and Husker do. And it's not new to us. So it's, it was very weird to them that they were considered like, Oh yeah. Revolutionary. Yeah. yeah. No one's, no one and is not revolutionary. To like, and not to like take away from that. What they did was huge and they wrote great songs. But at the same time, they're like, well, if you think we're cool, like check out the Pixies and the Melvins and, and Husker do. Even I wouldn't even, uh, I don't even agree with calling it like ripping off. Cause no, like, no, you, that's mean, not the, you just, you just play by what you're influenced. And the more influences you have, the more, the more new sounding, whatever it is you're mm-hmm. making. Well, yeah. But these are things that people probably know, but I don't care, man. It's important. It's important. I don't know. I think it's like a, a good insight into our our heads and how we talk about yeah albums and songs. Cause, so. Yeah, because like, man, like it's not just with, I'm always turning it 
into a thing about me because I'm self-centered, but it's like anytime someone asks me what I listen to, I'm like, I don't fucking know how to answer that. And oh, I've I've stopped fighting it. I just tell I tell people like I listen to a lot of different stuff, but like in my heart of hearts, like metal. It's it's the shows I go to the most. Uh-huh. See, I, I wouldn't even feel comfortable doing that. And I feel that. I feel yeah. I mean metal and punk are pretty like they go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. But the thing is just as equally like noise rock is up there with me. Mm-hmm. And even then, like some like some really mellow like I I love it all so much that it ends up sounding like I'm into nothing. Mm-hmm. Dude, I remember when I was uh, in middle school, because I was I mean, obviously I was a metal a metalhead and I was like a not a metalhead, but I was like a music head. And in class because I went to a ghetto, ghetto, ghetto middle school. Was it Garfield? No, that's my high school. Okay. I went there for one year before I got, I was asked to leave. Okay. Holy I went, shit. I was what not a badass. Kicked, I was not kicked out. They just re- preferred I not go back. Yeah. Uh, there was a many reasons. I definitely deserved it. Uh, but in my middle school, which is way worse, I I was, I got in fights all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, in classes, I would get in fights. I would, you know, it was rowdy. And I would never do anything in class except listen to music. And at one time, this, this, Equally ghetto kid, it was like it was asking me, he's like, oh, so what do, you, what do you listen to? I was like, and I named the band. It was probably Danzig or something. And uh, he said, well, what other kind of music do you like? And I, and I said, and I couldn't, I couldn't answer it. I couldn't figure mm-hmm. out the the words. And I said, I mean, I like this, but I don't like. And he was he was throwing out genres, like, whack ass genres, mm-hmm. fucking whatever was hit by the time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, that's I hate that, and I hate that, I hate that. He's like, so do you just not like music? I'm like, no, I love music. Don't you understand? <laughs> I love it so much that I hate everything you like. <laughs> Man. Yeah. But anyway, let's move on. I mean, this is going to be a very uh, no-brainer conversation, but I think we're going to talk about it for a while. Probably. Where are we at? Uh, this is 1984 Zen Arcade. This is an amazing song. Fuck yeah, it is. It's an amazing opener. God, I and it's still fast. It's, it's still fast. It's still fast, but you could hear everything that's happening. Mm-hmm. And it's these changes, intricate, smart songwriting changes. Mm-hmm. God, it's so fucking good. I know we almost played the full the full song right now. Um, Obvious best best personal favorite. Not your personal favorite. Do I have? No, I have a different personal favorite. <gasps> I'm, 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 I'm blown away. You, you made me double guess myself right I'm now. Very surprised. Um, uh, that's not that surprising. Anyways, yeah, I mean, this uh, does deserve like all the accolades. It gets. It does. Yeah. It's a crazy move to do. One, I would say, roughly, they have about forty minutes of music total. Let's do a double album. Yep. Um, we talked about how this inspired the Minutemen to do double nickels. I yeah. believe they came out the same year. Yep. Both 84. Yep. Uh, really close together too within, the, within that year. Uh, I don't know exactly the months, but yeah, uh, 
the minute we talk about in our minute episode, episode 16, because if you plug it every episode, right. literally, uh, uh, Minutemen got caught wind that this album was being made. And they're like, oh, they can do, they, they can do a double, we can do a double album yeah. too. Let's fucking, let's fucking do it. And arguably what Minutemen did was more impressive because they just churned out a double album in two weeks, mm-hmm. which is kind of amazing. Uh, this album, however, is more of a double album. Yes. There's this, way more shit happening. Because like most double albums, this is like a concept album and uh, it's just a weird like fuzzy hazy dream but also grounded in realism and that's kind of husker do in a nutshell i feel like mm-hmm. um yeah i remember like a while ago the first time i listened to this i felt like i was just like bombarded by a wall of sound yeah i didn't even know what to think about it and again that goes back to like the sound of the the guitar and uh to me they're still noisy they're still fast mm-hmm. but yeah it's um it's an intense listen to that's not obvious the first few times no this was the first i had ever heard of who's gonna do was this album my uh, my brother robert he said buy this album and i said uh, okay and then i bought it and he was smitten immediately with it and I, it took, like, I liked it, but it took me a while because mm-hmm. it was, it's dense as there is so much psychedelia on here. Psychedelia I, on here. I just, I don't like, I kind of get why people say it, but like, I don't hear it. Hold the fucking fu- What? And I love Hold me on. some psychedelia. Put on Dreams Reoccurring. How? No, I don't have, I don't have 14 minutes. <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's Reoccurring oh, okay. Dreams. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's track five. But it's like. This is like two, a minute forty. You're saying this is not psychedelic? It is. Hold but on, I, hold on, guys. Alex doesn't think this is psychedelic. But I don't feel like it's like a. It's like Revolution Nine. Hare Krishna. Put I don't. Put, I, I don't think that's psychedelic. You don't think Hare Krishna is psychedelic? No, I don't. Put it. Put it on. Put it on. Already, already psychedelic. It's already it's psychedelic. Not. It's to me, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it's like part of that like wall and noise. Here, listen, guys. Alex doesn't think this is psychedelic. Fight me. <laughs> okay, maybe maybe put on reoccurring dreams now. <laughs> the one that's fucking twenty minutes long. Maybe maybe this one. This one for sure. I love this song though. It's fucking like tw- how long is it actually? Uh, exactly. Yeah, it's like 14. 14 minutes? Yeah. This song... I love this song. We're not going to put it on because it's literally that long, but it's real interesting. That's actually um, uh, the one... Along with Youth of America from Wipers, mm-hmm. that's psychedelic punk. That's what I think of when I think the very the very rare instance of a psychedelic punk. It's that song in Youth of America. Like mm-hmm. Those two songs. And that's... that's well, yeah. My brother also made recently made the argument that meat puppets are, can also be considered some kind oh, of meat puppets psychedelic is punk. another SST. Th- that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's another kind of psychedelic punk band. Interesting stuff. Very rare that they punk bands messed with that stuff. And I could also maybe see standing by the sea because it's so weird. And you so- think that's psychedelic? Wait, yeah. what? Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. My brain's breaking from from you right now. Hold on, because I like that song a lot. Yeah. 
but it, I, I find it to be more like cheesy melodramatic than psychedelic. Really? No, I don't know. I love the way it. It's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> he's like crying in it it's fucking it's great. so weird it's, it's so, so dramatic yeah it's so powerful it is it definitely is um yeah that bass line's fucking killer on that song oh yeah so great and then like even with all that going on like pride is probably one of the oh. angriest fucking songs i've ever heard so i think it's um it's Beyond the Threshold, Pride, and I'll Never Forget You, they're all back-to-back, yep. and they're all insane. They're the, like the craziest things they've, they've played. Put on some Pride. Dude, it's uh, prepare to punch someone in the face. Hell yeah. That's fucking crazy. That's awesome. This is probably what land speed would sound like with production. I think it's even um, it's actually even more aggressive than land speed. Like the the Damn. actual riffs are yeah. actually more aggressive and way harsher. Damn. Uh, it's fucking fucking amazing. And uh, I think Broken Home, Broken Heart is probably one of the best punk songs ever written. Uh, mm. That one, man. Because I listened to a lot as a teen. It's got it's first of all it's fast as fuck. It's got Great chord changes. Uh, it's really, it, you know, kind of mixes it up a lot throughout. It's like two minutes long. And then the lyrics are fucking devastating. Mm-hmm. And it's, again, it's like a third person kind of thing where it's it's not a very, my life is bad. I'm a teenager and I'm angry. It's it's way more dark than that. Uh, amazing song. Amazing fucking song. Um, also, because Bob Mould was gay yeah. and Hart was bisexual. Which they, is, as we discussed in the 80s, meant you're just gay. Does it? Like, I didn't even realize it. I had to look it up. They did not really use pronouns in their songs because they wanted everyone to relate. So unless they're talking about like a specific character, um, not that they don't do it. Like Mm -hmm. later on, I think they have like, she's a woman now. And oh, that's yeah, it's literally a song title. But yeah, but uh, but for sure. But for the most part, they're like kind of vague so people can attach to them but yeah this one they're talking about you know a character for their story who runs away from home and finds out the real world is shittier than his broken home uh man that's a funny thing too about the the speaking without the pronouns because i i feel like i mean most likely it's because you didn't want to draw attention to yourself being gay and they're not going to sing about like loving another man mm-hmm. in the hardcore scene where everything was super hyper masculine, homophobic and really aggressive. Uh, even though they, they kind of basically shared the, the, the general blueprint of, of like left lefty politics. Uh, they're still angry teenage boys who like to fight. And time, yeah. Also they're not time, the most open-minded. <laughs> yeah. Times are changing too. So whole way, still, whole way yeah, yeah. still the eighties. There's still art. Things that wouldn't be acceptable. Not even close. Things were even. It's funny. Like, I always forget that that was like, damn, it's going on 35, 40 years ago. Mm. Uh, When I was into this, I was like, oh, it was only like 20 years ago. But man, time goes on. Shit changes. 80s were a long fucking time ago. Yeah, they were. God damn. But anyway, what else is amazing about this album? Everything. I love it. Uh, That's not true. There's a lot of, I mean, I don't really actually care for the psychedelic stuff. The things that you say are not psychedelic. Uh, I feel like the psychedelic stuff is more like interludes. It's 
long interlude. That's what it feels like. I'm gonna, I don't even think they're that long. They're, but when I think of interlude, I, I, for my interlude, you keep it at 15, 20 seconds. All right. That's my interlude. Not three, four minutes. You know, I feel like they're more like a minute 40. Her Krishna. How long is that? One? Oh, that's like, that's a song, but, but it's not a good song. I don't like it. I don't really No, I don't really care for it. Sounds like I, a, I remember picking up the album and also, you know, hearing people say it had psychedelic influences and then seeing that song title and like, oh, this is going to be some sort of freak out good time. <laughs> I mean, it does sound like a, a I want candy, but with like a bunch of like bells and whistles on it. Oh, yeah. It's like I want candy and the Stooges and a buzzsaw made a baby. That's what that song sounds like. Yeah, it sounds cool. When we describe it, I don't even <laughs> like the song. The biggest lie. It's like beautiful hardcore. Oh, yeah. Like same. A, yeah. Same with not to take away from the biggest lie. Uh, well, actually, I I like the lyrics on that because growing up, I feel like a lot of people lied, <laughs> or I felt like it's more like people lying to themselves. Like uh, I'm sure everyone has done it. You met some asshole who says he's an entrepreneur. It's not really clear what they do for work, and those are the people telling themselves the biggest lie. Um, like this, trying to trying to you know look good for. Yeah, because they fucking think that's how society works. That's literally all of Instagram. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Instagram's a good example. So yeah, the biggest lie is good. Um, and then of course another beautiful song is uh, "Pink Turns to Blue." Oh, that's brutal. It's a brutal song. That's a br- that's for, the song is called uh, "When wait, Pink Turns to Blue" or "When Pink yeah. Turns to Blue." That is in reference to skin color. Yes. If you can, if you can't put that together, what that means, <laughs> it's bad. Yeah, it's about uh, the main character's lady, Odin. God damn, that's so depressing. Which uh, is something that was probably very real to them with all the, the drug use. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they had had friends. And- yeah, there's a lot of deaths. We, dude, I, I'm, I'm fortunate to have not stuck around people doing a lot of drug use throughout my life. I mean, I've certainly come across them. Uh, but there's a lot that don't make it. Yeah, and there's a lot. There's some that I know that did not make it. Mm-hmm. So it's amazing. It's fucking terrifying. Uh, and then yeah, reoccurring dreams. I man, what a closer! Like it's a double album, and they're like, you think you're out of the woods here? Nope. Yep, we're gonna throw on this 14 minute dicking around fest. Except it's not even dicking around. It's it's oh, actually, it's legitimately interesting. I think it's like one of the most ambitious like punk songs i mean you bought up youth of america earlier and yeah um it's in the same vein although that it's more uh crazy it's more crazy it's more uh concise to me really well it's less spacey it's less it's less drifty because mm-hmm. they're still playing throughout the whole thing there's not so much studio shit going on mm-hmm. also also this album has nothing to do with uh arcades so uh <laughs> i had a feeling <laughs> i think the it has that title because it's a it's a weird concept for the 80s the main character i think he like flirts with the idea of being a video game programmer Mm -hmm. and that's a crazy fucking subject to write about in the 80s it's almost non-existent of a subject yeah barely even happened (laughs) we barely had programmers i mean like now Now, yeah but that's a fucking weird I don't I don't even know what to compare it to now. Like Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah, the world is just so much bigger now. Uh, before we move on, uh, a few things that I really that I love about this album, the the short piano interludes, one step mm. at a time in, uh, what is it? Monday will never come. No, no, Monday will never be the same. They're like, you would hear them in like a, like a really, like a, like a sad scene in an eighties movie, kind of really bright piano, really simple pieces, but they fucking, they're, they're perfectly paced. They come in at the right time. And the songs that follow them are always, uh, very complimentary. Charter trips, one of the best songs ever written. I'd say in terms of all music, <laughs> I love charter trips so much. And you, you deny this album psychedelia. Is that, a, is that a word? I keep saying that. I think it is. Psychedelia? psychedelia? Yeah. What's the psychedelia? That's stupid. Uh, the Tooth Fairy and the Princess. Beautiful. Beautiful and I'm going to have to go back. And, uh, you burn a little bit of that word. No, good damn it. It's, uh, it's very weird. Very strange. Very strange. Uh, dreamy, I would call it. Okay, sorry. I fucked up. I got ahead of myself. You got to hear yourself there again. Here we go. Yeah. Love this. Oh. It's so dreamy. But yeah, it's, it's more like an interlude to me. I mean, yeah, of course. Uh, last last note before we move on because I really do like this album and I do think it's so important. Uh, Turn on the news. Turn which, on the news. Which is like, it's like a Kiss song pretty much. Has, I'm going to go on record, the best punk solo really? of all time. Of all really? time. Where, where is it? I have a timestamp. Okay. Uh, two minutes, 25 seconds. This, like, like, this is one of the most impressive solos in all of the punk scene you really understand how good Bob Mold is at guitar here. Okay. Um, here we go. I didn't notice this. Like, what? here we go. That's a fucking amazing solo, and it's just uh, hammer-ons and pull-offs. But the way he's uh, I, he's doing, I think I was listening like such a haze of the album. Mm -hmm. Like I did, and they play so fast. Yeah. I didn't even like stop and think like there's a guitar solo. There. Oh yeah, and it's a real good one. It's like. It's oh, it's it's super bendy too. I love that at the end. It's it's mm -hmm. it's it's just hammer-ons and pull-ups, but very it, it it fits the the dreaminess and the strangeness of the entire album. Gorgeous, gorgeous, love it. Best album, personal favorite. Alex's best. Shocking no one. It's great. Yeah, very very boring personal. Or I think best. it's a, I think it's underrated. I think people need to listen this, to Who's Do More. I mean, it's weird. They're underrated with like normal people but man anytime you read like a best album oh, of yeah. all time list there, zen arcade is always there and it should be but the thing is i think it's it's properly rated they're just an unknown band yeah that's the problem uh just none of people know them even though they're fucking legendary because of this yeah and even though 
Dave Grohl and Billy Joe Armstrong. Love them. The Billy Joe Armstrong, huh? Yep. Sorry. <laughs> of Green Day. Of Green Day. Green Day. Uh, not of Uptown Girl. Let's, uh, let's move on. Finally, this is 1985, New Day Rising. This may be one of the greatest opening songs ever. Great song. Like all the shit they've recorded, I feel like every show they did, you have to open with this song. It's great. That vocal line, dude. When I was like listening to the albums, they have very like simple, straightforward lyrics. There's not really like wordplay or metaphors, really. Uh-huh. And um, like particularly this one, he's just saying "New Day Rising." <laughs> yeah, and and I like uh, I looked up footage of them, and I was watching them play. I'm like, I just think they're playing so fucking fast. Like who? Who has time to worry about like yeah words yeah shit. yeah so uh, that was my conclusion after looking up footage of them playing like yeah you're playing so fast who yeah. cares about in a lot of hardcore bands man it was not only are we playing so fast that who cares about what the words are it's who cares about the singer because that you often see singers. I probably mentioned this at some point where singers would only just sing because it was a full fucking time job because I think it was, I think Kenny Rollins had a story where his first show with Black Flag, he gets on stage and the first thing that happened was he got punched in the face and he had a bloody nose. Like the first thing that happened at his first show singing for Black Flag. Uh, and I, I almost for sure mentioned this before where um, uh, Fear's uh, appearance on SNL mm-hmm. uh leaving he starts out singing uh playing guitar while singing but within seconds the crowd kept knocking over the mic stand so he just took off the guitar and just grabbed the mic and started because like it was a full-time thing yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah uh these animals dude they're fucking animals fucking animals yeah you but, fucks <laughs> you fucking fucks <laughs> come on save your passion god damn it this is a good album i like it a lot it is a good album uh minnesota punk bands love putting dogs on their album covers it's a it is the sweetest album cover I've ever seen. Possibly ever? Because the replacements did that. They, not, that's right. They not with the, all shook down. It's yeah, it's a different album cover, but Minnesota punk bands love putting dogs Loved. on it, album covers. It looks like it would be in a dentist's office. Look at this thing. Yeah, I'm assuming it's it's a lake because there's like ten thousand of them. Yeah. Um Yeah, I read some things where People were like, this is like when they made like the full jump to alternative. I'm bullshit. Like, bullshit. No fucking way, dude. I'm like, it's so fast. It's so loud. D- dude, don't bring that alternative noise around me. Right how now. to skin a cat? Is, to, there's nothing uh, fucking regular about that song. Dude, that song is crazy because it's uh, it's based on like an urban legend where uh, people would put that in like uh, classified ads 
And so they just read the the ad. Like for the lyrics? That's yeah, the lyrics are just the ad verbatim. Ah, that's a very uh, Minuteman Mike Watt reading the landlord note. Yeah. Verbatim kind of thing. But uh, yeah, How to Skin a Cat is fucking crazy. Um, I love 59 times the pain, like the ebb and flow of it. Like it kind of starts off like an offbeat, like Velvet Underground song with the more more talking than singing, but it so seamlessly changes into traditional Husker do. Mm-hmm. And then back to like the, the velvet underground vibe. And it's, it's a crazy well-made song. I really like, uh, actually, uh, I forgot how much I heard this album when I was younger until the song. I apologize came on, mm-hmm. which is, it's so upbeat to the point of parody. It's, so <laughs> ridiculous, but it, it's always in my head. I still <laughs> like it. I apologize. It's a very Husker Do song. It's so, it's like jokey almost. Mm-hmm. Like you'd put that on to your kid. Yeah. Or, ugh, but I like it. Um, The girl who lives on Heaven Hill. Love that song. Love Which that is, song. Uh, I said they don't really do metaphors, but that is a metaphor. Uh, Heaven Hill is a whiskey. So. Ooh, I didn't even know that. Or yeah, that's another few uh, example of a song where they use pronouns mm, or don't use pronouns, or they oh they, they do. do oh they, they do. do that's right because literally it's yeah. in the title. Uh, if I told you, I like that one a lot too. Uh, a lot of there's a lot of good songs in here, and it's still it's definitely veering in the direction of the more indie stuff. Like it was mm-hmm. a lot of it was introduced on Zen Arcade, uh, but it, the thing is Zen Arcade was so dense and it had so many other things happening that you didn't really focus on it mm-hmm. here they're focusing on it but they're not abandoning all the craziness just mm-hmm. yet yeah i think it's pretty dope pretty dope pretty dope yeah i don't know a lot of people think it's a flawless record what really i give it like a strong three and a half stars out of five i would give it an eight i would give it an eight out of ten because eight i can't do 10. stars i can't do stars i can't do out of five i can't do uh, i can't do letter grades oh really because i sk- letter letter grades are a little weirder i can do i can do five out of five or ten out of ten but i can't do letter grades. really uh, i think because in college i i conditioned myself to barely get a's by getting 90 exactly no <laughs> <laughs> so, counts it's an a, it's counts, an a yeah. but it's a low a it's not the same uh Man, I don't know. I like it. I think it's cool. I don't think it's what I think actually the fact that it came out for Zenarcade is like a bad. It's not like it, it sounds worse. Did it come out the same? No, it did no, not. it's, it's okay. next year. But like if you're if you're listening to me in a row like we did, mm-hmm. hearing this after Zenarcade is like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, but it's good. You get it. You got to no accept it for what it is. No one do what we do. Uh, allow yourself to breathe, breathe and <laughs> uh, digest stuff, please. Yeah, maybe if you're fucking lame. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know. I dig it anyway. A lot of people dig it. I didn't know it was that that it's, beloved. It's, honestly, yeah, it's considered like equal to okay we're not gonna go with that we're not gonna go with we're that. done here we're, we're done, done here, here. Where, where, where are we at next now we're at uh also the same year 1985 this is uh flip your wig <laughs> That is finally different production. So, this isn't Spot anymore. This is the first album 
like not produced by him. Certain sound that way. Well, I don't think he did land speed, but like oh, yeah. in studio. Yeah. Um, so this is the first time they're they're self-produced. Oh, they, 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 they produced it. Yeah. Ooh. Explains all the reverb. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's it's crazy. This came out, like, the same year as uh, New Day Rising. Um, they ended up having two uh, records in the Village Voice, like, top albums of the year, which uh-huh. was... I think still is unheard of. Although uh, I feel like that new band, Big Thief, they might have pulled that off because they did something similar last year where they put out two albums. I don't know them. I talked about them on our year end briefly. Oh, they were on my honorable mention. Okay, 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 okay. They put out two albums last year, and I think uh, I read a few lists where like both albums made mm-hmm. it. So um, pretty crazy that they were able to do that. But this is also the album where this started to have some problems. Really? Yeah. yeah. It's not. You don't, you don't like this. You're not digging this. It's okay. I like it. I think it's pretty good. I think it's as good as the last one, but more indie, more less craziness. They're definitely on a trajectory for sure. It's also SST's best-selling record really yeah this one this one um bob mole says this the best husker do album really yeah um also it's ironic so this is the most time they've spent in in like production like producing a song like Mm -hmm. i said earlier they're a believer of uh playing songs live yeah and um this one was like there was some pre-production and despite all that, it still came out six days at, or six months after New Day Rising. Yeah. Fast, fast workers, these guys. These cats yes. are, these, they don't fuck around. Yeah. Sometimes this fucking reminds me of REM and I don't like REM. Uh, yeah. You know what? I'm not a big fan of them either personally, mm-hmm. but the songwriting is still pretty strong. Like I just, I disagree. Like, like they've always been had grounded songwriting subjects uh-huh. but like to me it's it's less adventurous it, for sure so now i don't really it's harder for me to um connect like i feel like the a great example is flexible flyer uh-huh like it's just a song about riding a sled which is, really which is fine i mean i like the song I think it's real catchy. I it didn't do anything for me, mm-hmm. and I'm like, that's that song like kind of encapsulates like the issues I have. Okay, uh, with the band right now, it's not like a big deal, but the baby song. Which I, one? The baby song. Uh-huh. I wrote. Uh, sounds like it was stolen from uh, Mark's mother, Ba, while scoring an episode of Rugrats. <laughs> Put so, it on because I will remember immediately. But y- you will. The baby song. Okay, I remember. Yeah. Okay. I we don't. We don't. Yeah. Okay. I, That's I, all anyone's yeah. getting. I knew. I didn't know that was a because I didn't look at the track listing. I did. I assumed that was like an intro or an outro. I didn't know it was like his own. Oh, it's a little. It's a full it's, song. Yeah. It's neat. It's stupid. It's not a song. Yeah. It's, but I like that it's there though. I, I yeah. It's only forty seconds. Yeah, I appreciate that it's there to mix up the the REM Notney. <laughs> like, I guess that's the only way to put it. Like it's still it's it shows. 
the listener that hey, we're still we're still doing whatever the fuck we want to do kind of mm. thing. Um, plus, uh, makes no sense at all. I think is one of their more more famous songs. Yeah, uh, make I think make no sense in Green Eyes are like probably the strongest. Green Eyes is awesome. It's beautiful. Yeah, those are like the strongest. Uh, I like they've the, done, and then yeah, the title tracks like the most poppy they've been. Yeah. Yeah, they I mean I apologize from the last up was pretty poppy, but they're they're on that they're in that direction. Mm-hmm. They're um, uh, ironically, you know what song I do think is psychedelic with that. What's that? And it's only 2 minutes long is uh don't know yet. Uh I I'll, I know God damn it. You don't it. know yet. I I don't know yet. I don't know yet. How is this any different from Dreams Recurring? I don't know. It's just backwards instruments. It's the same <laughs> shit. God damn it, Alex. That's very cool. Though. I don't know if this works better for me. It's cool. I enjoy it more as a song for, for damn sure. I think because there's like a like a drum beat. Something to grab onto. Yeah. 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 Dude, drums will make a song that would otherwise suck mm-hmm. all the time. Fuck, man. I swear. Like, pick any song you like. Take out the drums and tell me if you still like it. That's mm-hmm. like, man, it's it's fascinating. But but yeah, real heavy. And even though R.E.M. was probably inspired heavily by Husker Du. Oh, uh, yeah. Real heavy on the R.E.M. vibes. Yeah. I still think the songs are, are well written. They're still thinking creatively. They're, they're not falling back on any kind of generic four chord structure, which is very, very, very warming to my ears because, mm-hmm. like, even though I I don't care for this this fucking presentation, I don't like the REM style so much. Uh, if the songs are, are interesting, you have my attention at, yeah. at the very least. See, I yeah, I this had trouble holding my interest. Yeah, and, and like people love REM, and those people would probably fucking love this. It's very interesting, very interesting for that. All right. Now we are on to 1986. This is Candy Apple Gray. Also, another genre I didn't talk about, like all these things they've influenced. Mm-hmm. Even though Bob Mould does not have a pop punk vocal, no. But I feel like maybe the lyrics. But also, the the chords themselves are the really upbeat songs. Yeah. If they're not upbeat, then they're sappy. It's mm-hmm. one or the other. So, also like unintentionally inspired pop punk. Yeah. Uh, I I would say I mean I don't know I think like the Descendants were probably one of the biggest influences for pop punk like. Mm. They were, they were. Well, I brought up uh, Billy Joe Armstrong. Oh, that's right. He he cited them. That's right. Um, yeah, this is my personal favorite. (sighs) I'm so confused. I I'm so confused. I'm equally as confused. Okay, okay, okay. Hold on. Okay, so you you set us all up as these albums were getting worse. Oh no! You, that's uh, how, this is how you set it up from from Zen Arcade. This is how you set it up. Yeah, and this is how I feel. I don't like this album at all. I'm gonna be a basic bitch. Uh, I don't know. I don't want. 
Uh, tongue tied. Okay. Tongue tied. Okay. You want to tie that tongue? Don't want to know if you are lonely. Okay. Yeah. One of the greatest. It's phenomenal. It's one phenomenal. One of the greatest songs ever. Dude, um, that song that, took, took, takes me back, man. For that's real. like a Husker Du song you can play for anybody. Anybody. Everybody yeah. will like that song. Um, what else do I like? Sorry, somehow. It's fucking great. I Let me give you a taste. Give me a taste. Sorry. Eh, sorry, somehow. Okay, I remember. I remember that. That actually jugged my memory more than that actual song. <laughs> I should have just sang it. <laughs> that's, uh... Yeah. And that's probably... We're not giving Grant enough credit because we've been talking yeah, about Yeah, he bops. sings a lot. He sings a lot. A lot, though. It's part of why they burst. Oh, he just want to sing more? I, uh, allegedly, uh, Bob Mould told him something like, you'll never have more than like 40% writing credits on an album. Wait, hold on. I'm trying to... Wait, what does that mean? <laughs> it means... They're gonna put out an album and it's gonna be sixty percent Bob Moult songs. So even like he'll just ax if 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 it's fifty fifty, he'll ax ten percent of that. Just to have more songs. That is dude, the ego in music is fucking it's, ridiculous. It's insane. Oh Al- my god. Also, I should say I think it was around this time they they kind of like realized they were hot shit. Like uh. how influential they are. This is um also, their first album on a major label. Another like, inno- what is it Warner Brothers? Yes, another innovative thing. Uh, they're considered like one of the first indie bands to go from the you know indies to a major. Yeah. Uh, the I mean the deal they got it was is like a no brainer. They were able to maintain creative control. That's the uh, most important. Yeah. It was very obvious. SST could not keep up with the popularity mm-hmm. uh they cannot produce records fast enough man that's a good problem to have yeah not that you know not that they're like in the top 10 but for sst it was really hard for them to, yeah, yeah. to pump out the records it that, was run by greg getting his cats yeah that's pretty much it another smart part of the warner brothers deal is they weren't um they kept the overhead low on them so it wasn't like we're gonna spend you know however crazy amount of dollars and turn you into superstars yeah. it was like well we know what we're getting yeah so we're the we'll keep the production costs low and i mean it, it, it sounds fine yeah so yeah. you know from that it's like they're on a major but so what like everyone's expectations are kept in check they didn't sign to like a major to become like the rolling stones or anything yeah. like that yeah uh what else? So, what else? So, aside from, do you want to know if you're, you're lonely and Eiffel Tower High, which I thought has pretty very fascinating chord changes. Everything else, man. There's so many ballads on here too, and none of them do anything for me. Two of the ballads do it for me. Which ones? Hardly getting over it. It's so weird. Like there's, I think there's some synth, acoustic guitars, yeah, pianos. Uh, I'll play a little bit. I'll have you guys no, know. I did not care for that one, but let it go on, go on ahead. Okay, I didn't know if you remembered. No, but I, this is like, I think I like slow Husker, dude. Really? It's the, it's not common. Yeah. <laughs> it's only in these later albums. Rough vocals, man. Is this uh, Grant? No, I, 
Sounds like Bob. Oh, yeah. I know. It's a little, little rough around the edges. You know what? This is That vocal performance isn't nearly as bad as um, No Promise Have I Made. I, that one's that was, rough. That, I love that song. Really? <sighs> that song. Show, show, show the listeners the, that vocal line. Because I don't. First of all, I don't care. Full, man. full piano ballad. Yeah, we're there. Like, if a clean artist does something like this, I don't like it. But if, like I said, if you're kind of rough around yeah. the edges about it, like if the replacements did it, or I just hate those chords. Wait. I feel like you gotta listen to the full song. Okay, okay, fair enough. I I just hate the chord changes. The chord changes mm-hmm. I've heard them countless times. Yeah, uh, that's why I said I was going to be basic with my personal favorite. But uh, no, it's it's but it's the fact that it makes no sense to me. Makes no sense at all. Yeah, you got your head in the clouds, Alex. Makes no sense at all. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I because hmm, I am very I'm more surprised that. First of all, you don't think Xenarchade is psychedelic. I one, don't. One. I don't. And because of that, like, obviously Zen Arcade would be your fucking favorite because you're Mr. Psychedelia. Yeah. But you don't even consider it psychedelic. <laughs> so you like this shit that I fucking hate. <laughs> I got multiple flavors and notes to me. I'm like a fine wine. <laughs> I hate you. I'm very complex hate with, you with Husker Do. I will say... The songs that don't work on here, I feel like are more in uh in the uh, flip your wig uh, camp. Yeah, yeah, there's other. I don't. I mean, it's not terrible. I don't. I didn't think it was terrible. I know you liked it a lot, but I compared to the rest, it felt like whoa, man. I didn't. I don't like. I almost. I went between this one and everything falls apart for personal favorite. Really? That is as different as it gets. Yeah, they're two totally different, but I can't, I don't think I can deny the power of don't want to know. It's, dude, that song. The first time I heard that song, I'm like, it's so angry and petty, Mm. but real. Yeah. I love it. and. It's like something you say when you're like crying over a relationship. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And someone will tell you like your ex is lonely. You're like, I don't want to know if they're lonely. I don't want to know. If you're, yeah. I don't care. But you do. Dude, it's so funny because in high school, one of my good friends at the time, he he would put on this song as like all, like a joke to me whenever I would be going through some kind of girl problems. Or something. Oh, really? And I couldn't even get mad because of how good the song was. Cause we both love the song That's so much. Great song. Uh, anyway, shout out to Stephen Curry if he's still out there, but uh, man. All right. You shocked me, but now we're, we're going to surprise no one with this next album. Where are we at? We're at the end of our journey, Alex. Where are we? So, the year of my birth, 1987. So I was probably within proximity of Husker Du. Probably. This is uh, Warehouse Songs and Stories. I got some surprises for you. Not on how I feel, but... What are those fucking Casio drums? It's weird. Yeah, they don't sound like real drums. I, I feel like they're not. Listen to those, 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 that, ride, that ride cymbal. That sounds programmed. 
Should have bought spot back. Yep. Now it's now we're full blown REM, full blown generic bullshit. Obviously, worst, worst album. Worst. Yeah. I've okay. So the surprising thing is people love this fucking album. I've heard that. I don't they fucking lo- get it. I also feel like it's only a double album because of Grant and Bob being assholes and the whole like oh well you'll never you'll never have more than 40 so they just kept writing fucking songs and then so you get this double album because (laughs) this is a stupid this is one of the most unnecessary double albums ever made it's real boring it's an hour and 10 minutes of that what you just heard that's the whole fucking album nothing stands out really I like the song Ice Cold Ice, which has the dumbest title I've ever heard. I, I wrote that. It's real solid. There's some good vocals. Yeah. Great vocals. Good song. That's the... Well, hmm. there, no, that's... I, I, I she floated away is pretty cool. I also wrote that down. We're like... Dude, the two... Only two good songs in the entire album. We're like... Uh, although you might disagree. Uh, real quick. Um, she floated away. It's like... Yeah. It's like an Irish folk song. Yeah. And then ironically some psychedelia in that one there's xylophones in it what that's i don't consider that psychedelic at all this that song is too good for this album it's good yeah i mean those two songs alone if that were if they were on the previous album i'd dig the last album probably a lot more i really uh like the opening guitar riff on friend you've got to fall and it never comes back Oh. Um, so I'm just gonna play it because it's real quick and I got so excited. It's not an awful song, but just the fact that it never comes back. I can't fucking I think my uh phone hates me. I see you pressing it, yeah. That's a great little riff. Yeah. Yeah, funky ass bass line. And then it never comes back. Oh, that's whack. Yeah, that's totally whack. Um, so they went on tour. I no, I'll wait. We'll what? we'll badmouth the. Oh, I just had some notes about their their downfall, but we should talk about the yeah, more. Yeah, it's long. In it's, case we didn't mention that, dude, it's unrelenting. I had to listen. To, I had to listen to it in two parts because at this point I just couldn't fucking. Yeah, I couldn't deal. Uh, um. So you want to hear something really stupid because I'm an idiot and we know, we all know this, but that I'm an idiot. Uh, last night I, I, I crammed like a bunch, mm-hmm. a, a bunch. I was up late and I was playing video games and I was doing other things and I was, I was, and I was fine. I was cool. And I said, okay, um, I got one album left. I'm going to wait till the day of recording to do it. And you know what I'm going to, I'm going to, I wake up early I, anyway to go exercise. I, I, so I usually listen to music when I'm doing that and I have hours, hours. I woke up. Got sidetracked making music, realized I had two hours left, listened to them back to back, finished as I pulled up <laughs> to record. I hate this album. <laughs> Dude, it's, it's, I, I almost made the same mistake you did. I almost did because I did not know this was a double album. It's, I, knew, I knew it was. And I'm, I, that's why I'm a fucking idiot. I had no idea it was a double album. Uh, but yeah, I ch- listened to it a few times in the days leading up. I almost made that mistake. Yeah, it is not but made to 
to binge. This album oh, is not I, a binge Yeah, album. once I saw it was a double album, I'm like, you better get your shit in. Yeah. And, and here's the thing. I said I hate it. I don't even hate it. It's not the worst of the worst. Like, we've covered albums way worse than this one. It's just it's so, boring it's and so generic. Bla- yeah, it's like I said, especially if you hate or hate rem the way we do this is like rem fans probably fucking love this album uh, it's everything that i loved about this band like his it's, screams are gone there's no gone. more screaming uh every song feels the same where it's either super upbeat or sappy it's one of the two there's, mm-hmm. no, there's no full-blown dark shit there's no full-blown depressing stuff there's no uh nothing crazy or, or strange or odd it's just all regular just one regular ass song after another there's like 17 of them on here yeah it's it's man it's exhausting it's absolutely exhausting i don't understand why people like this album it's bewildering that this that they felt all of these songs need to be released i don't don't get i don't think they felt that way i just think it's power struggle fucking ego man fucking ego oh dude that's why i'm solo dude i have to my i know i understand my ego i'm not gonna put that on anybody else that's fucking very rude that's why bands suck dude (laughs) that's probably why they never got back together either probably uh grand heart actually recently died a couple years ago 2017 yeah uh but there was no reunion before that no i think the there were like a few like one off shows where like um, two of them would be together. But uh-huh. You didn't get all three of them. Yeah. Uh, like the feuding was so bad. It's so bad. The feuding was they did not have a website until like 2015. What the what? Like a fucking web. They couldn't even agree on that. Oh, that's that's awesome. Yeah. That's hilarious. So like they barely got a website in 2015 and a Facebook page. Like that's how I thought you were gonna say MySpace. No. Well, 2015. I know, I was a joke, man. They were beefing during the MySpace era. Oh yeah, beefing hard. I this is kind of unrelated, but I I wish we we I I didn't even think about the we don't do slideshows anymore because the album's way more practical. I, I only want a photo of the band just because of Greg Norton's mustache. Dude, Greg, we, never, we didn't mention it once in the entire episode. Greg Norton fucking looks like he should be in Hall and Oates. Also, he's fucking equally insane. Like, um, so they broke up because Bob Mould was like getting clean and he couldn't like deal with Grant's like heroin shit. Yeah. And fucking Greg Norton's out here just trying to start a fucking restaurant. Like, <laughs> It's insane. No, no, pull, pull up a picture of him. Uh, I mean, you could, you could do it, right? Uh, yeah, I can. Dude, pull up a picture of this guy because he he looks exactly like the kind of guy who would own a restaurant. And I think it went out of business in 2010, though. So oh, that's, that's a very bummer. sad. That's a very bummer. sad. Uh, you, if you're watching the video, you're gonna see all kinds of fucking internet shit behind us. But uh, his he looks like he'd be in a barbershop quartet. He's got that kind of handlebar mustache giant hipster mustache in the days where that was not exactly common. There it is. Ah, oh, look at that. Dude, that one in the middle is pretty appalling. This one? Yeah. Oh, dude. Oh, look at that. The old one. Yeah. That is hilarious. Dude, look at that fucking thing. That's, ah. Oh. No, that's close enough. 
Holy shit. So you know the story behind that mustache? I don't. Because there's an actual story behind the mustache, believe it or not. <laughs> uh, I read it in uh, Our Bank of Your Life. There's a whole thing dedicated to Husker Du. Um, I think uh, they were on tour with Black Flag mm-hmm. and uh, Greg forgot to pack a razor with him. So he was, he was, facial hair was growing up and it was like getting in his mouth and he would sing like the mustache and he was complaining about it to Descadina. Uh, and oh, I think Des was on New Day Rising. He maybe, did a vocal. Oh, did, did really? Yeah, on one of the tracks. Um, but he was complaining about it to him and Des was like, hey man, if it's getting your mouth, why don't you just curl it up? And then <laughs> he curled it up and then that was his look ever since. I disliked it. Yeah, looks good. I mean, it's yeah. weird. He looks like a, a literal restaurant owner. I said he looks, he also looks like he should, uh, what's that? Uh, those science guys where they have a show. God damn it. They're like Mythbusters. Myth. He yeah. looks like he should be a myth. He busters. looks like a myth buster. Yeah. yeah. He's indeed. Yeah. yeah. Thank myth- you for, oh, for I saving it. me. I know my handlebar mustaches. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but okay, so, so this yeah. album is not great. I people like it. If you like, or fuck it, I don't know. Give it a shot. I don't like it. I'm not gonna f- go back to it. I don't fucking give a good goddamn. This guy doesn't. This guy doesn't give a fuck. This guy over here is angry. I thought I didn't fuck like that it. fuck. I mean, to the point where I like <laughs> question how much I liked the band. Obviously, this album did that for you. Yeah, man. I was doing that from Candy Apple Grey. You like that one. I do like that one. I'm so flabbergasted. To me, like Warehouse, Flip Your Wig are just so, so weak. And I don't like, I said some praise, but I don't feel like real strong about anything. Really? You don't feel that strong about Zen Arcade? Zen Arcade, obviously. Fucking phenomenal. And then... Like those two albums are fine. Like if I didn't hear anything else or just had a compilation, I'd be fine. <sighs> blasphemy. God damn it. It, it is blasphemy because it's very beloved band and they, uh, did, you know, they changed, changed the game. So they certainly did. I'm, I'm going to give credit where credit's due. Good. I'm going to be an asshole. Yeah. I, just, I don't know if I would throw a lot of these on. Uh, I get it. I get it. I don't agree, but I get it. God damn it. This whole show is about compromises. That's all we do. I mean, probably like, like how I thought you were going to feel about the Cocteau twins. Yeah. Episode 25. Where you were like, I don't like the band, but then you said some, some nice things. Yeah, I, I get why they're good. And there's a lot of things I really like about them. That's, you know, the camp. Okay. Yeah. So you with Who's Could Do is like me and Cocteau Twins. Yeah. Right, fair enough. Fair enough. And I really, I tried. I, you don't know how much I wanted to. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's like you got the replacements and Husker Do. That's the. Yeah. That's the Minnesota punk rock duo right there. Indeed. Indeed. There's more, but those are the ones people those care about. Those are the about. big two. Yeah, the big two. Um. All right. So they broke up. Uh, did they do anything after? I don't even know how Grant Hart died. Ah, uh, liver cancer. Okay. Well, that's that'll do it. And uh, yeah. Uh, Norton obviously did his restaurant shit. I believe he plays in bands now. Mm-hmm. Um, Bob Mould still making music. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they cited the death of their um, manager as like the beginning of the end. Really? When was that? 
Uh, that was like right after they did the tour for Warehouse. Okay. That was also in 87. They move real quick. Yeah. Real, real quick. Even in real life. Um, so they kind of cited that as the beginning of the end because then Bob Mould was started doing the mag manager stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was this fucking egos. Oh, God damn it. it they're, they're, they're rampant in art. Yes. It's like man as an artiste myself i understand uh like kind of marrying your babies which is a disgusting sentence but i mean like <laughs> like your, your your things you create you get attached to them and you don't want you don't want anything to happen to them that you, mm-hmm. that you didn't oversee yourself you don't want anybody bastardizing it you don't want anybody taking credit for it all these things but in the end it's not it's a fucking thing that doesn't exist. It's a thing that's not real. A song is not real. You can hear it's it. A ver- sh- it's a very abstract. Yeah. Like you can't, if you were to talk to an alien, you can't describe a fucking <laughs> song to them. They just think you're an idiot. Also, also, it's like, I don't, obviously the, the tempers were, and the, the issues were to the point where they felt like they had to break it up. But it's like, man, that's like, it's also your legacy. Yeah, it is. But then again, see, here's my counter argument to legacies because every that's a big, it's a big topic. It's mm-hmm. why people create uh, legacies it, like die like after your grandkids and then you're done. <laughs> like they last for a, a good fifty years and then you're if you're lucky, me, yeah, maybe you'll get like one of those like a like a Beethoven or something mm-hmm. if you're lucky. But you, most people are not lucky. No, uh, no, so fuck it, man, just bury me. <laughs> you know, what? cremate me. Save save the, you know. The hassle, also the weird dead body, the the makeup. Uh, Man, if I die, honestly, check back in this thing, cremate me for for fucking sure. Uh, off topic. Off topic. I'm gonna quote uh, Poppy: "Bury me six feet deep, cover me in concrete, turn me into a street." That's beautiful. It's so beautiful. beautiful. And she does it with like Poppy, no pun intended, like Poppy vocals. Uh, <laughs> yeah, check check out Poppy, guys. Yeah, that's, I don't even know who that is, but I might have to. Am I, I don't think you're gonna. Li- I don't think you're gonna like it. I call uh, it's like American baby metal. All right, okay, I, I will stand by your assessment that I would not like it. I sure. mean, check it out. All right, fair maybe, enough. maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, but probably you're probably right. Ah, recap, recap. So this is gonna surprise no one. I have the most generic, bland ass, basic bitch opinion on this band. However, I do feel passionately about it. Yeah. So best album, personal favorite, Zen Arcade, 1984, without saying one of the best punk albums ever made, one of the most important uh, albums in indie music, I feel like, and I think a lot of people feel like. Worst album, without question, Warehouse, Songs and Stories, 1987. It's also a double album, but it's just not good. Yep. Uh, it's like an inverse of Zen Arcade. Pretty much. Um, for me, best album, Zen Arcade. Personal favorite, Candy Apple Gray. And then the worst, Warehouse. Uh, if that album was a person, I would fight it. God damn it. You need to control your rage. I know you get angry <laughs> on this podcast. Line. You scream all the time when you knock things over. I've never been in a, a fight. Really? A fist fight. Never? Never. That's so funny because you're the you're the bearded guy. You're the big guy. You think so. I'm the one who's been in countless fights. Yeah. I, I in, uh, in middle school, uh, one of those like life teaching defining moments i got my face ripped open holy shit uh, but in a fight uh like i think I, I had bitten my cheek this the second that i was punched so it tore a hole in my 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 whole face uh 
And I was, uh, I was fucked. I was fucked up for one. I, I come to, I get up mm-hmm. uh, and I proceed to go about life business as usual. And I'm walking to class. Like, cause this is in between classes. This is nothing to do with who's going to do. This is a fun story. <laughs> I'm walking. And as I'm walking, it was like that scene in Step Brothers where he has the, the fake makeup on him and everyone's like <laughs> screaming when they look at him. And then he's like, why is everyone freaking out? I go, yeah. It's because, uh, while well, my face was torn open and I had blood all over my face. So at, at a certain point, uh, a teacher sees me. And she says, go to the nurse now. <laughs> like, what's the big deal? You fucking bitch. And there's nothing wrong with me. <laughs> so I go, I go to the nurse. I walk in the office. Everyone freaks out. I like, go, go to the bathroom. And I was like, okay. And I go, I'm like, oh my God, I look like a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course I had to go to the hospital. I had stitches all over my face. It's humiliating, obviously. Uh, and that's why you don't fight because sometimes you have to go to the hospital. But uh, yeah. Anyway, nice. I would not fight this album if <laughs> because I learned my lesson. I have not learned any lessons, so I would fight it. <laughs> <laughs> you clearly didn't learn a lesson from my story that I just told. No, no. Uh, but anyway, thank you so much for watching and listening. Ah, uh, if you uh, have a suggestion for an artist you'd like us to bicker about, disagree about, fight about, all that. Uh, or if you have any love or any hate, whatever, send everything you want to every album ever at gmail.com. Of course, like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, all the things that would help us. Uh, please, please, do, please do all of them. Please. <sighs> Spotify playlist. Oh, yes. That is uh, on every album ever.com as well as the links. There's links in the description. I'm fucking stuttering all over myself. It's a long hour, but I'm tired. There should be a link yeah, wherever. Our favorite Who's Could Do songs, probably mostly my picks, I feel like. Uh, I already started it. Okay, then you're ahead of me. Yeah. Uh, as well as every other episode, we've we got playlists for them all. Check them all out at everyallmember.com. Okay. What, 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 is that this is you. This, this is, is you. Yeah. This so is you, obviously. We're going we're gonna to close it out with a song that I, I, I gave high praise to. Not uh, How long is this episode? A while ago, I said this is one of the best songs ever made. I stand by it. This is Chartered Trips from Zen Arcade. Thanks for listening, everybody. See ya!
Yeah. 